Good day to you. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Um, wrapping up a work day here. Driving home after another long, hot day. Glad to have you alongside. I'm asking myself some questions on my way home. Um, one of them is through the lens of the life of Jesus, through the lens of scriptural truth, through the lens of the pattern of God, who He is, what He does, through the teachings to us, and in all generations called according to the name of Jesus, claiming to be in His representation body on the earth, the present expression of Jesus the Christ indwelled by the Spirit of God, the promise. Through these perspectives, I'm asking myself, a question that that people just kind of throw around somewhat lightheartedly, but really can't be rightly examined without just really stepping back and and placing these four letters on a table and just staring at them and saying, what, according to all of these views of truth, is love? What in the world is it? (laughs) We know that God is love. I mean, gosh, we could, man, I could spend the rest of both of our evenings talking about what we are told about love in the scriptures. And, and, and the, I guess the question in me is, you pull aside 25 people, randomly choose 25 people, and ask them to define, okay, let's even scrutinize it a little more. Let's, let's literally funnel it down. Choose 25 believers in Jesus who have an ongoing relationship with Him and, and study the Scriptures and could be deemed maturing spiritually. Take 25 of these and ask them to define how they view love, define love, show love, receive love. <laughs> and herein lies the, the, the troubling of the question is, you may get 25 different answers. Well... I think love is this. Well, this is how I show love. Well, this is how I receive love. This is what love sounds like to me. Well, this is what love sounds like to me. Like, it could be this carousel of opinion, validated even according to Scripture. Well, here we are, Christians, 2019. The truth remains that 
People will know us by our love, according to our love. It will set us apart. Okay. Yes. Amen. But what does that mean? If we all receive and give and show and demonstrate and understand the same love, not just worldly love, not filial love, not just touchy-feely, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, holding hands on the school bus love, but like we're talking about biblical love, the love of Jesus. But what are we really saying? We have many who would side with, well, love is just being okay with kind of everything. Well, well, what about this? Well, I don't know. Just love them more. All right, well, what about this issue between a brother? Well, love, love cover, covers love covers a multitude of sin. Okay, yes, that's true, but like... <laughs> But what does love look like, though? It has to look like something. It has to be lived out and demonstrated as something tangible, something real, something demonstrated. Love must look like something based upon a deep-seated understanding of what love really is. Because the, 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 the trying part of this, this mystery of what love is, really resides in different approaches to how we receive love. How we offer something out of how we perceive love to be what it even is. Because you might say something to me out of love, but to me, it comes across as just yuck. You know? <laughs> like my personal preference is I don't really prefer to receive love that's just ooey-gooey, you're so awesome. Yay, you're so great. Like, there are many people who are, who are even gifted, I would say. I'm not making fun of that type of love. I'm just saying, like, there are many people who are just ready to heap on accolades and, and run to the soft, ooey-gooey, I don't know, I don't care, I just love you. And, like, they really mean that. <laughs> Well, that's not me. I'm more of a speak to me true and receive what I would say that may be harsh because I actually care. <laughs> because my definition of love personally stems from deep-seated conviction on the invitation into Christ-likeness, the, the weight of the, air quotes, decisions we make for Him. I 
I think of Jesus posing the question, do you love me? Oh, yes, yes, Lord. No, 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 wait. Do you love me? Yes, surely. Lord, okay, Lord, I'm calling you Lord. I love you. No, listen, look me in the eye. Do you love me? Do you love me according to how I've been demonstrating and teaching you that it is unto death? It will cost you your life to love me. Do you love me? Oh. Uh, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> right? And I'm just, I'm just reckoning with the fact that like, I'm, I'm, I feel truly okay that like we all give and receive love differently. That's absolutely true. But I just can't find any place in me where it's just, okay, put it on the shelf. Because I believe there's a way for us to interweave ourselves, to be knit together, to function in our differing definitions, approaches, understandings, outflows of our life and our hearts of what that is to look like. Because love... We cannot just say, well, you know, I, let, me, let me think of it like this. Like, the whole world right now is saying love, love, love. If we just, if we just loved this movement, this movement then claims and, and cries out, look, if you just accepted us and loved us, everything would just be fine. Just love us how we are. We're gay, we're violent, we're pro this and anti that, we love this, we hate that, but if we all just loved one another, everything would somehow work out. That's really the message of, I would say that's the message of the world. If we just loved more, isn't that a lot of what the summarized motto of our age says? I know plenty of people who know nothing about Jesus nor care to that say, man, if we just all loved one another, we would just live in a utopian world. If we weren't so hung up on our differences and accepted one another and just loved. And so we know that that alone cannot be the answer because the world is going about unity and brotherhood, if you will, via that road of just, just love harder, love bigger, love greater than you do, and everything will be fine. And ironically, yesterday morning, or the morning before, I don't remember now, morning before, I guess, I recorded the two-part series of the Syrophoenician woman. Now, we know Jesus was the perfect personification of love undeniable, without question. God is love, and Jesus was the God-man. God in the form of man wrapped up in flesh. So Jesus had no shortage of this perfect, mysterious love that we're trying to find. But as I just shared two days ago in that small study is 
What did love look like? What do we do with what Paul said to the churches at Ephesus? Goodness sakes. What do we do with these things in real life? Like if Paul in real life spoke to our church, the church at my household, and said what he did, my goodness, is that loving according to the average definition of love? Hey, Paul, how about you just love me a little bit, man? Back off, right? Jesus, his harshness, his offensiveness was all established and rooted and flowed out of his, his immeasurable love like, like no man has ever known. To get to the heart of a matter. And so I'm, I'm literally asking it you know, it's I'm, I kind of wish, like, I'm jealous for those people who are like that, who are just like, can hear anything and just say, Amen, praise the Lord, brother. Woohoo! <laughs> Man, I, and maybe the other, maybe people on the other side of the fence wish they were the other way out. Maybe that's just how everything in our lives are. And so how do we arrive together at love? Understanding love. I mean, it's so huge. It's like earlier today while I was working, I was trying to think about like, well, should I do a study on love? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like, (laughs) I don't, that'd be like handing my son this ridiculous um task to write some term paper on how the solar system operates. I mean, what? I, where where in the world would I even start? <laughs> because we know that love is is this mysterious thing. If we really put it under the scrutiny in the lens of a of a microscope to really say, do we know what love is? I would say much of what I say and do when I get stirred up and worked up and very animated originates in what I would just call a heart of love. Like, I'm a very passionate person. And like, it comes out in waterfall gushes of quantity. Like, and I, I know I must mature to, to keep a proper flow on that and like, or I'm going to drown people. I know I'm, I, goodness, I, I can't hardly help myself because I lack self-control to the measure that I need to be trained to do, to walk out in that. But as I say that, like, I say, I would, here's an example, like, well, I said that, brother, because like I moved like in the core of my guts because I care so much and I love and I I just want I want the truth to be known and I want you to know the truth and I want you to to give yourself to the gravity of a matter or 
you know, I don't know. But like, I want to be able to step back and calmly say, well, am I myself sure that that is from a place of truth and love? Is my absolute main motivation from that place of love, that, that seed of love from the Lord, if you would, if you, if you would say that? That seed that is from God, that is moved by this deep love, concern, care, that my exuberance truly comes from that place. And that like, if I'm not sure of that, I have to really be careful or it's just me being the opposite of what I can't stand is when people just kind of shrug their shoulders and say, yay, okay, good, you know, and you know, send send little icons in a text message of bears hugging hearts. I mean, blah. Um, but I don't want to be the other side of that. I don't want to be the the opposite version of the same thing, which is like fleshly and natural. I'm not above being fleshly and natural just because I'm very passionate. We're talking emotion. We have to surrender our emotions to what is truly the love of Jesus Christ that compels us, propels us, moves us to speak. I often, and I've been reckoning with this lately the last three weeks, I am often slow, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not slow to speak. That's a real issue with me. I'm not slow to speak. I just feel like I've got a lot in here and I've got a lot to say and I've got to, and I just, (laughs) it's a weakness of mine. Doesn't negate what I have to say. Doesn't write it off as just being all natural and carnal. It has to be lorded over. It has to be submitted to the headship and lordship of Christ. Dosed out, as he says. Not, not until we strip away the possible offense or, or remove anything that, well, that might hurt somebody. No, no, no. That, we cannot do that. We would absolutely be opposing the teachings of Jesus. It will draw in and it will drive away. We're not talking about softening a message for the sake of um, removing the possibility of offense. That would, be, that would not be um, according to the pattern of what we're told to be and to do and to receive. And so we're just talking about control, being controlled by the Spirit to say, God, what is the origin of what I'm feeling? And I would just brand, well, it's the, it's the love of God that just compels me. That may be true, and it may not. That shouldn't be hard for us to say. That shouldn't be hard for us to admit as possible in our lives. Well, um, this could just be my emotion. Oh, wow, what a, what a revelation. I mean, that's not surprising. I don't care how mature we all get. When we're 90 years old, we're going to speak things that are natural and carnal. So what do we do? We step back. 
we say, okay, it's all right. Have I labored unto this in the quiet place with the Lord? Is what I'm saying rooted and established in truth? Do I feel like as much confidently as I can arrive at, this is what the Lord is saying? Is this the unction of the Holy Spirit within me or just my opinion? Just placing ourselves within the patterns of examining what is the overflow of our heart and being careful that it's the heart of God in us that propels us to speak, to demonstrate love however it comes as an opportunity for us to extend. Again, like we have to get to a place, and now I'm going to close. We have to get to a place where we are confident as sons of the Most High, brethren with Jesus the Christ, we're hidden with Him. There has got to be a point in our lives when we actually move out to believe in faith that I can, in fact, speak something that's right and true from a right, clear place and it be okay. Because, again, we're talking about imperfect people speaking and imperfect people listening. So herein lies the value of all the things Paul talked about where, in most cases, let's be honest, these things aren't even necessary in the average Christian's life because we don't have true fellowship with other believers. It's our opinion versus our opinion. And so, therefore, there is no need for unity of the Spirit because who's not unified with himself? I mean, that, that's the trouble, but that's for another day or perhaps never again because that never goes anywhere well. So, getting back to the point, we have to be dependent upon giving ourselves to say, Lord, I really believe this originated in your heart. Please help me to deliver it, speak it, do it, perform it. Whatever it is that is ours to actually execute into the earth, to another, and Lord, it's yours. I give it to you. Please, may it accomplish your purposes. Not despite me in the sense of like, move me out of the way. I've talked about that many times because we are responsible to be the hands and feet and mouthpiece of Jesus now on the earth. So, may we rightly just say, God, in faith, I believe this can accomplish something in your plans and purposes. Please, despite me, in the sense of I am an imperfect vessel, please, despite that, can you please use this to accomplish something that brings you glory, that pushes another person in whatever intensity they can actually receive and take and believe is right and true and truly out of love, can you please allow this to compel them to move further in you, to know you more, and when it comes to me, may I have the same exact opinion of receiving. All right, Lord, I'm trusting in faith that this is for my good, that this isn't to harm me, that this is something that you have allowed to come to me. I put it on the table. I'm willing to look at it. I'm willing to listen to it. I'm willing to stare at it and say, Lord, what are you speaking here no matter how it came, I didn't like it, I didn't want it, I didn't ask for it, I don't even want to hear about it. But Lord, 
I'm taking a deep breath. What are you saying? We have such a long way to go. Y'all pray for my wife. I mean, y'all have no idea what in the world she has to put up with. She has to listen to me all the time, sharing, like, honey, you just got to listen to this. Like, have you ever thought of this? And like, what about this? And are you doing this? We have to do this. You know, all these things like, she has nowhere to run or hide. She can't turn on the television. We don't have one. Praise the Lord she's doing knitting all the time. Maybe I need to ask her if that's why. But like seriously, may we just give ourselves to one another to be freed. I want to free the huggy bear. Hey, Jesus loves you, brother. Lady on at the mall. I want to just say, you know what? Just love everybody. Just love them. If you're sure that that's what God is telling you to do and to be, then sister, you do that with all that you have with the unction of the Holy Spirit in and through you. And I want that same lady to look at me and say, man, you're one offensive dude and I don't even like anything about you, but praise the Lord. If you have spent time in your barn praying before him and this is what comes out, then may the word of the Lord come, brother. Amen. Let's go tell the world about the glory of God the best way we know how. What if we could do that? I mean, really, what if we could do that? Oh, boy, I'll just confess I'm full of doubt. I'm full of doubt. I know me. I know everybody else in my life. Whoa, man, are we screwed up. Holy cow, are we offendable. And offensive both. But I have to believe it's possible because I believe buried deep within, down within all these things that I sure don't have the time or the brain to even understand. Somewhere down in what I'm saying is love. Love, love, love. So let's, here's what we can do. Let's just all agree in our hearts to propel ourselves towards knowing the love of God. Oh God, may we know you, may we know you, may we know you. May we not just know the attribute of you, which is love, because that's not even right or accurate. You are love, so we must know you. May we know you, invite us into yourself, your attributes. May we be holy as you are holy. May we burn off every unclean thing. May we consecrate ourselves, because if we don't know you, we cannot love. We must know you. God, please don't hold back from us. Give us all that we can take. We need your love. And I believe, despite myself, despite all of our shortcomings and issues, the love is there to be had. I believe that. Seeing glimpses of it when something jives, when it's given and received in what I'm just talking about, man, it's a beautiful thing. Even when it's hard and harsh and horribly painful, when that goes with that two-sided unity mystery, man, God does some supernatural work, friends. I want to stay, I want to get there and stay there. It really is my heart's desire. And most people, I'm laughing in my head of people I know and love and love me, would say, oh, we know. 
We know, Joel. You don't have to convince me. I just want to be okay with that. I want acceptance like we all do. We all want accepted. We want received. When we become born again and we get into this mysterious body of Jesus the Christ, I believe we rightly so want received and accepted into the body because we're trying to find our eternal purpose in God together. And man, that's so hard. It's so hard to give to someone else, and it's so hard to give ourselves to the freedom to be who we are not just now, but who we are becoming, who we are on the journey to becoming together as expressions of love who is God. Not just expressions of God's love, but expressions of Yahweh God who is love. So may he who is love help us who are trying and not laboring like, oh, I'm just, if I try hard enough, I'll love better. But like, I want to know him. I want to know him. I want his attributes. I want his mind. I want his heart and spirit in me so strong that like, there's, there is no more like, what's me? What's him? What's me? What's him? That's like, no, this is the Lord in me. I know it. So may we move forward towards God who is love. Knowing Him, intimately dwelling with Him and giving ourselves as much as we can today to believe that what comes to us is for our good. In examining what is coming out of me to a brother, to a sister, to a stranger is established in the perfect love of God the best way I can tell that it is true and right and good and for the benefit of the building up of His church and His body. Amen.